a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Pablo, uh, the hits just keep on coming. Can you even keep track of all the injuries right now? It's tough, to be honest. Um, I mean, we're, we're taking five or six players a day uh, from, from the Monarchs just for training. Um, so it's uh, like I was saying earlier, the next guy up is it's, it's, a, it's a cool motto uh, when you have three or four injuries, but when you have eight or nine, um, it's difficult. But again, there's only one way forward, and, and that's the, that is the next guy up, and that is the right mentality. And guys are healthier in the gym right now, doing some extra uh, preventative work, some extra strengthening work. So, again, I, I think that's all we can do is control what we can, um, and, and we have to move forward. Injuries can be a total downer and really drag the mood down. It certainly does it to the fan base, but I'm curious if inside the team it has the same effect because it does give players the opportunity to play, and that's why everybody's there. So is there a bizarre silver lining to all of this? I mean, I think that's the only way to really look at it, DJ, because um, the alternative is is gloom and doom, and um, and we as a staff have to, again, chest out, positive, uh, encourage and, and and keep moving forward. You know, unfortunately, our opponents uh, don't care who's available. They they have a job to do, and so the onus is on us. Um, you know, with the next guy stepping up and and making sure that he's prepared, and more importantly, that he's in the right mindset to be able to contribute. You know, whether he's got one game under his belt or he's you know he's making his debut. So that's our mindset as we continue to move forward through this. You can't be the Invincibles now. Sadly, that'll just have to be left to Arsenal. You're not going to get through this undefeated with a loss now. But even in defeat, as you go back and look at the film, especially the next man up, I'm making air quotes now, uh, how did how did players like Jazeel, who were getting their first shot or maybe their second or third shot, but are still relatively inexperienced, how did they perform? Yeah, no, I think looking back, I think, you know, Hazi did a really good job. Again, it's, it's, it's one thing to work yourself into a game. Uh, from the start and kind of get the speed, but it's he really came into the game analogous to a, a treadmill that's going at like nine miles an hour and you got to jump on. And so it's not a warm up, it's a sprint. Um, and so from that perspective, I think he did a really good job in in managing his own emotions and and more importantly adapting to a game of of that speed and of of you know the importance and the difference in 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 the level from you know where he's been playing to to this level against guys like Russell and, and Shelton and Salouy. I mean, those are some of the best attackers in the league, and I think he held his own. Colorado obviously had a string of results that had them near the bottom of the league for a couple of years there, and then they had an outstanding season last year, and the expectations weren't there. So a couple things can happen. Either the expectations adjust and teams keep performing there, or the team goes back to, to who they were and the, and the season is a one-off. It's way early now. But what do you see from Colorado and why? Um, well, I see, you know, consistency in the roster has really uh, allowed them to continue to improve in, in, in the vein that they've been moving in. I think um, Robin Frazier has done an, a wonderful job with that group in creating an identity and, and a style of play. And, and, and 
as a club, identifying the players that kind of fit that. So whilst, you know, um, players are moving in and out, you know, the players that are coming in kind of fit the system and, and it allows for continuity. So I think as a collective, um, I, I think the Rapids are uh, one of the better teams in, in the league and they've kind of proven that the last two years. And so, you know, for us, it's, it's going to be a, a great challenge going there. Um, but it's a rivalry game. And so uh, there's more on, on the table than just a, another MLS game. Uh, it's, a, it's an opportunity against our biggest rivals. Um, and so it'll be, uh, like I said, a great challenge for us, but one that uh, we look forward to. There are teams, this is my Brian Dunseth memorial question here, so enjoy it for what it's worth. Um, there are teams that when they go looking for players, shop for European stars, shop for young South Americans. They're the teams that shop inside the league, which Colorado has done. And obviously in the offseason, RSL did that a couple times. Caldwell and Kappelhoff have both given you some, uh, some quality starts this year. What's the advantage to shopping inside the league, and what is the potential downside to shopping inside the league when you were looking for new players? Yeah, great question. Uh, I, I think, you know, when you, when you go intra-league uh, to find players, you know what you're getting. It's a known commodity. You know that they've acclimated to the travel, to the different surfaces, uh, and to the style of play that you find in this league um, and, and the physicality of this league. Um, and, and, and so you know what you're getting. I think rarely are you is are you going to find a player within the league that's going to surprise you to the upside. Like you know, you, you know, the players playing at a steady eight year in year out. You know, rarely goes to another team and he's going to be the best the best player. He's going to be a ten. And I think that's the risk that you take going abroad. You don't know how he's going to adapt. You don't know how long it's going to take to adapt. But he could come from a different league and exceed expectations because it's an unknown. There's a lot of unknowns in doing that. Uh, but there's also a risk of the unknown that he doesn't acclimate, that it doesn't turn out the way you do. So it's, you know, there's, there's positive and negatives on, on, on each side. And I think um, when you're really building the core of a group and, and you need pieces to, you know, to the secondary pieces um, or, or primary pieces, players, I think it's really important to to know what you're getting. Um, and, and in this case, I think Colorado has done a good job of, of, you know, bringing in players that, uh, you know, fit their system and, and they know what they're getting with every player that they're, you know, that they're finding. With Drawing on your experience as a player and a coach in Colorado, how fired up does that side of the Rockies get for playing our cell on the Rocky mountain cup? <clears throat> I would say just as fired up as, as we get here. Um, it's, it's a big game. Um, you know, it's almost a, it's almost a battle of the Rockies and, and, and which side is going to, you know, you know, raise the flag at the end of the year. Um, so it's a, it's a super important game for us. Um, and at times, you know, as players, you kind of downplay that. Um, but I think the moment you fly across and you land and you, and the whistle blows, um, all of a sudden it's, it's game time for both, for both teams. And I know, you know, I, I obviously having conversations with, you know, their staff last year, the importance of these games for them. Um, and, and I think it's a momentum game as well. You know, I think you bring a lot of confidence beating your rivals. So, you know, I look forward to and anticipate a really great match. You and Robin have uh, exchanged clubs since 2009, 2010, when these two clubs won consecutive MLS Cups. Have you ever had a conversation about how weird that is that you both have moved, came from where you were and ended up where you are and mirrored each other's moves? Yeah, no, Robin is a, 
is a, a very good friend of mine um, and a coach that I hold in high esteem. Uh, I think he's a he's a wonderful person, and I was he was one of my first roommates when I came from Miami to Colorado, and so learned a lot about the way he thinks about the game. We've had we spent many a time uh, together. Actually, helped me build my basement in in Colorado back in the day. So uh, a person that I know really well, uh, a wonderful person and more importantly a, a great coach and his experience in in the game has really given him a platform to really uh, lean on and and continue to, to to grow his craft and um you know i'm i'm so happy that uh that that he got you know an extension there in colorado um, because again great person and a, and a fantastic coach but uh um it is kind of strange how we we've mirrored each other um but again, now that the weekend we'll be competing against each other. So for those 90 minutes, uh, you know, we won't be uh, the, the, the best of friends. All right, Jake, we'll switch to you. Pablo, similar to what DJ's question was, in terms of playing in Commerce City out there in Colorado, you were a player there for many, many years. What is the unique, I guess, aspect of that stadium as compared to maybe other stadiums around the league? Um, well, it's, uh, you know... I, I think it's the difference between it being packed and, and not being packed. I think it's like, like most stadiums an ominous place to play um, when, when it, when it's sold out, you know, and I anticipate uh, a great turnout from the fans there uh, for this game. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a stadium that definitely has its unique home field advantages and, and the biggest being altitude. Uh, we're fortunate enough to, to live in altitude here. So it won't make uh, as much difference as it does to most teams playing at sea level. Um, but again, uh, a good crowd, a good uh, fan base, and uh, a, a unique setup. And, and when it's packed, it's uh, a difficult place to play. I know injuries have kind of necessitated this, but what do you like about the tandem of uh, Pablo as well as Scott in the midfield for you? Well, I think, you know, I think Pablo is what we're trying to really unleash with Pablo is his ability to get forward a little bit more and play more forward passes. And I think in the last game against Kansas City, he did a really good job of that. I, I think Scott's uh, Scott's experience in this league and his ability to really play off other players has really formed a, a good uh, partnership with Pablo and in, in, in kind of more of a, a holding role when Pablo does go forward. And I think that understanding and that relationship is really important, not only on defense, but more importantly, the shape behind the ball when we attack. I just wanted to ask you about Demir. How healthy is he versus what do you expect from him this week in the lineup if he is in it? Yeah, Demir's still uh, progressing. He's he's trained with the team now three times, um, and so it's it's a constant balance between uh, the necessity of of having him within the group, but also balancing out that he's been away for for quite some time. So we'll continue to see how he progresses throughout the week and and make a decision uh, for the weekend. It's all from me. All right, Ethan, we'll finish with you. Hey, Pablo. Again, thanks for your time today. Appreciate it. Um, uh, kind of some of the questions I, I'm going to be asking, unfortunately, are, are going to be injury related questions. Um, could you just, would you be able to provide us kind of an update on the back line? I know you're missing a lot of guys, but like, um, how's Marcelo Silva's toe doing? And uh, how's Kappelhoff? How's Eric Holt? And uh, have you kind of figured out the starters in the back line for this game? Um, as far as the starters in this game, um, we haven't decided how we're going to go. Um, and again, just leaving a little bit of room to see if anyone makes any kind of miraculous progress, really. Um, but Holt, uh, you know, suffered uh, plantar fascia injury, and that's going to take some time. Um, Johan uh, has a calf strain, 
And the severity of that is such that it might be a week. It might be a couple of weeks. Um, and then Jake Glad is, is obviously on the mend from his hamstring. Um, so he's making progress. So, you know, Marcelo's toe has been feeling a lot better and he's been full training. So my, I anticipate that he'll be available for selection. So it'll be, uh, it'll be a, a very distinct lineup, uh, regardless of how we go, given that, uh, you know, we have so many injuries to the back line. And um, could you kind of just provide, I know another guy returning from injury as of late was Rubio Rubin. And I understood that he went 60 minutes with the Monarchs a little while ago as well. Um, how is he looking in practice? And do you expect that he has a, a shot to suit up for maybe a starting position in this game? Yeah. Um, he's been training now for probably about three weeks. Um, I, I think the, the most difficult thing for, for Rubio is that he didn't participate in a preseason and anytime you miss all, all the, the aerobic uh, work that you do in preseason. It takes so, you know, now we're not training for, you know, the first game of the season. We're, we're training now towards the middle of the season and, and what, what that looks like. So more, you know, ana- anaerobic work, you know, anaerobic endurance work. And so I think he's got uh, a ways to go to be able to reach that level. So again, bringing him along in a way that, um, that doesn't compromise where he's at with injury, um, but all the while improving his fitness. And so with that comes sharpness. And so you, you can't be sharp unless you're, you're, you're fit as you can be. And so that's a, that's a work in progress. And, uh, but he's been making good strides and, and, and look forward to, you know, having him available for, you know, first team selection, uh, starting selection uh, sometime soon. Awesome. And then just the last question I have for you today, um, you'd mentioned a little while ago that practice has been pretty intense. So that at times you, you kind of have to dial it back a little bit. Um, I'm just curious to know ahead of this game with Colorado and all the injuries and depleted squad that you have, are practices still continuing at that, that intensity level or have guys uh, kind of, I guess, dialed back the intensity a tad bit? Uh, no, again, I, I'm, as far as I know, you can't turn it on. There's no such thing as turning it on. And so if you train at a, at a subpar level, um, those are the type of performances you're going to get at the weekend. And, it, and if you get something beyond that, it's, it's nothing short of miraculous. So again, like when you talk about defending, if in, in training, you don't defend the right way, you don't present a good picture of what the opposing team is going to look like at the weekend, right? So if you're defending at 50%, our guys might look great on Tuesday, Wednesday, but it's going to be terrible on Saturday because the level is going to be much higher and it's going to be intense. And so for us, and the same thing with attacking, um, if, you know, so I, I think the, the most important thing for us is that we continue to train um, commiserate to what we're, we're going to experience at the weekend. And that's, that's the only thing I've known as a player. Um, and that's why you have a roster of players. Um, the mechanisms for these injuries are all different, which which really brings up a lot of different questions. You know, is it turf? Um, is it fatigue? Uh, is it recovery? Uh, there's there's a lot, lot of different things. And then you can talk about hydration, nutrition, sleep. Um, there's so many variables that go into why players get injured. And uh, we're working diligently as a, as, a, as a staff, as a club, to try to identify if there's any a uh, common theme within those. Um, and, and then at that point, um, you know, accommodate the sessions or, you know, the training loads or wh- whatever that looks like. But one thing that we can't compromise is the intensity in the training sessions that we do have.